This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Grace, and I'm an indie vet. I'm also home from work at 6 and already transformed into a princess. Mommy, put on your crown. That's because I've got complete control of my schedule, plenty of shifts that fit my life, and a team like no other. It's a whole new way to vet. Indie Vets. I just can't help but air drum for that entire intro off screen. Bud can watch me every week, but I am just air drumming away to that intro. I love it. Welcome to Divots and Pivots again, episode 18 for the PGA Championship. We got our second major of the year, and we are here for it, ready for some Southern Hills action uh, down in Oklahoma. Oklahoma, right? I am. I just want to say Texas for some reason, but uh, I'm confusing my cities. <laughs> We were just in Texas for the second time this year, but th- but this week we are going to Oklahoma every night, my honey lamb and I. Sorry, please, uh, please, continue. please continue. Sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. You know we belong to the land. I didn't so know this that's was turning the, that's into the, the Late Late Show. That's the intro. That's funny. That's actually the intro from a movie called Dave with Kevin Klein, where he plays like this uh, this presidential stand-in who then yeah. gets asked to stand in for the president, and he's doing that singing. Uh, no, nah, man, I'm pumped. I'm excited. It's major season again. Yes. I'm ready to pivot away from the state of Texas for the second time. Uh, and it seems to me that Texas, uh, it keeps playing the appetizer. I think, you know, we go out there and then we come back for Augusta. We go out there and then mm-hmm. they go up to Oklahoma for Southern Hills. But it's uh, it's good. It's good to be back in Southern Hills. Um, I kind of like the mojo in the air with with Phil's, with Phil's quiet kind of sneaking <laughs> out where lefty's out. Tigre is in and all of a sudden it's like Tiger's prowling. He's looking comfortable. And we'll, I think we'll get into quietly this week compared to the, the hype leading up to the masters, which is obviously a different animal itself, but there hasn't been a lot of talk about Tiger at the course this week. 
Well, I think there's a couple reasons for that. A, the Masters is always going to lend itself to former champions and and the older players and the familiarity. Uh, Southern Hills is a beast, you know, 7,500 mm-hmm. yards, par 70. Uh, and if it gets hot out in Oklahoma this time of year, which I know it can, I was, uh, you know, we were just talking about the weather, looking at the weather, and we'll, we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, it, I think the reason being it's, this is much a different test, bigger field, uh, kind of more world renowned, prestigious, harder physically. And also the beer prices have been. Oh my center. gosh. It's, I saw uh, that sign. I, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Justin Thomas is out there for the man. That that was the best part about it is, is from what I got. I mean, obviously, you know, hit me up. This buds for you. Let me know if I'm, if I'm getting this wrong, but from what I saw, from what I can gather from the Twitter sphere and, and, and ESPN and everything. JT was the one who saw this when he was just like walking around the grounds, you know, out yeah. there for a practice run or whatever. It's like stopped. It's like, excuse me, what? And takes a picture and tweets it yeah, out. What was it, like, what was it like 16 bucks for a Michelob Ultra or something like that? 18. Like, 18, 18 for a Michelob Ultra in Oklahoma. Aw- that is just right. brutal. Now, I thought Fenway t- was bad. <laughs> Fenway's actually getting better too, which is um, I'm going there in a couple of weeks. I'll give you a report back, nice but um, no, it's, it, you know, $18 for a Mick ultra. And I remember back in 2006, I think it was, a, I can get a 12 pack of Mick ultra for less than that. <laughs> it, back in 2006, it was 12 bucks for a Bud Light in Midtown Manhattan. I was there for St. Patty's day and that blew me away. The first time I ordered a Bud Light and it was like, Oh, that's 12 50. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is this? So I mean, fast forward in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or where is Southern Hills? Let's get our let's get our facts straight. It's the PGA. We're already we're already out the gates, just blaring. Um, while you pull uh, that up, yeah, Tulsa, you, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah thank you, right. thank you. My best friend lives in Tulsa. He's actually lives in Bixby, Oklahoma, just outside. Um, a buddy of his is a caddy in that area and used to work at Southern Hills and he's trying to get in touch with us or uh, trying to get in touch with him. And even if we can't get him before the show or mm-hmm. before uh, the tournament and the end of the show in the next 55 <laughs> minutes, I'm waiting on the text right here. If we can't get him, uh, we're going to try to get him for some post game, yes, uh, you yes, know, yes. and, and, and I mean, might even look forward to that. Find out, actually have some, something to <laughs> chew on other than speculation. Cause Phil's out tigers in, like you said, mm-hmm quietly prowling there was that oh my god he played a practice round but i mean scotty went out and played a practice round and the the mm-hmm. the, the pro that walked the course with them said that it was like 64 no no second balls no practice no like practice swings really no practice putts yeah. uh just just literally just stepped up 64 times he touched his ball and he walked away and to me that's kind of scary when you're in that kind of form but then yeah. we also forget that john rom three weeks ago just ho-hummed his way around Mexico and then everybody was chasing him down and he just kind of pushed on the accelerator and tapped in that putt and then went away for three weeks. So everybody <laughs> seems to be, everybody seems to be kind of stomping their way along. I mean, you even got Rory who hasn't won really much in a long time, which can either mean that he's due. I doubt he's on his way out. He's been close and, recently. Yeah. He's nipping and he's, and he's hitting, he's hitting all the right stati- statistical categories. So it's going to be a fun week. Um, before we go any further, how did you do last weekend? I don't want to get too far ahead into our week. We talked about, we talked, we teased that we teased the highlights, which is the stars are peaking because stars peak, the stars are peaking, tigers prowling, lefties out and we're in Southern Hills. But before we go any further, I did once again, horribly 
uh, in my fantasy. And I think it's because I'm kind of like Brooks Kepka. I show up for the majors. Um, that's just, you know, game time players make game time <laughs> plays in big time games. So how did you do last weekend though? I didn't fare too bad. So uh, for the full weekend tournament, I just missed out cashing um, a, a profit on that. But then uh, to hedge my bets, I did turn around and play a fourth round showdown on Sunday. Um, and I was able to finish uh, fairly well in that. I um, Flag on I, the play. What's a fourth round showdown? So, so okay. So on, on Remember, you're talk- I just dropped tiers. Okay. <laughs> I just went exclusively with classic formats. You're talking about fourth round fumbles. So for anyone here, like, but uh, so uh, the fourth round showdown, you can do it for any, all four rounds, first, second, third, fourth, all of them individually. Uh, it's similar to other sports showdowns where it, it's just going to last for that day. Like a, one would last for just one game, but who's available. So pl- you, unlike in regular format, when you get points for finishing places, where you fit, where your place is at the end of the day doesn't matter. It's just strictly like basically your points based off of birdies, minus points for both things like that. So it's literally just, just score. So if you go out there and uh, so what's nice about that, it's like for fourth round, you know, you can go out there and have someone on your team who's, you know, barely made the cut, who's floating around in the back, but goes out in the fourth round and shoots a seven under. And that's all that matters. That seven under is the points you get. Like, so they're going to go out there and probably be the highest scoring person for the day for you, even though they barely survived the whole tournament. You know, if you had them on their lineup just on the day that they happen to shoot seven under, you're, you're golden. Uh, so I happen to make out decently. I, I uh, cash four times my bet on uh, to profit as a whole for the entire weekend to cover my uh, what would have been losses for the uh, for the full weekend tournament. Well, don't leave us hanging. Did, who was your horse on Sunday? Who helped you with this fourth round showdown? Well, no, that's why I'm curious because you sent me a little text that just kind of was like, hey, has, yeah, hey, did Xander show you enough? No. He, no, he didn't. That was just because where he was when I sent you that text. He was looking good. He kind of mellowed out a little bit after that. No, he didn't mellow shit, man. 11 under in any round is is strong. And yeah, no, I, know, I, I, I think that he's somebody to be kind of scared of because, again, he knows he can get it done. I don't think, I don't think that he is one of those – Uh, am I ever going to win a major when you win a gold medal granted different kind of, you know, you, you can argue that it is a muted field or a mellowed out or, uh, you know, kind of watered down field for the Olympics, but it's still a world event. It's kind of like a WGC where once you win one of those, it it gives you that spark. It's got its own own style of pressure that's applied to the players too. So Xander comes off a 61. So maybe he is, maybe he is peaking and this is going to be where he breaks through. Uh, we're yeah. gonna have a lot to chew on there, but uh, yeah. So my, who was so it? Who was it? Who was your horse who got it done for you? So I had at nineteen percent ownership uh, the winner K H Lee. I had him with his nine under, which rocked it. Uh, so that was fantastic. And then the other guy I had at six under at eighteen percent ownership was Ryan Palmer as well. So those two, those two sorry. carried me. Uh, that's right, carried me as far as the score goes. Then I had Spieth, Pereira, and Riley all at five under. I could have done a lot better if it wasn't for Jaeger, who I had at. If it uh, wasn't for those stinking kids. Well, Jaeger, Jaeger shot even. Uh, so if I had found someone in that, you know, around that, uh, God, how how much seven uh, K range instead, uh, maybe I could have been talking about a bit more money here. But uh, that's neither here nor there. I will take my winnings happily because anytime you end a weekend of golf uh, plus in the positive, it's a good weekend. Well, it's it's funny. 
funny you should talk about good weekends of golf there we go Um, you know it's almost like i purposely led you in or something (laughs) well first and foremost i'm actually going to go back i've had a great week in golf on top of the golds that came in my piper hat came in as well and yes um this thing's a beaut piper thank you so much shout shouts piper golf i got the piper gold i'm teeing it up this weekend um pardon me if i make it to this weekend and uh (laughs) but it's got a big act to follow up uh, not only last weekend was I in Frederick, Indiana, playing a Donald Ross and a Pete Dye course, which I'll get to that in a minute. The weekend before, uh, your your boy your boy won eighty bucks in skins from his birdie pool. I just found Hello. out just the other day, five dollars in, it's a nice eighty bucks back. Listen, two weeks before that, I was forty. So right now, I'm ten in on my birdie pool, and I've gotten one forty out on that. So we're gonna follow that throughout the summer and see how Boudreaux does. We're up one thirty. Um, You're gonna have to share your secrets with for that on with us and uh, make make putts, make putts. <laughs> make make. Here's here's the secret. Here's the secret to birdies. You either make a putt yep. or you stick it or you stick it within five feet. There you go. So if you can handle your wedges and make putts. Um, you're going to make some birdies. So is it, is it too that, soon to say that's what you should have done at your last tournament? Is that too soon? It's not even, not, not <laughs> even close, not even close to too soon. So I actually got, I had my chance to get some revenge on Mr. Donald Ross. I went down to out to French, like Indiana with stick and hack and a bunch of, a bunch of guys from that, that crew. Yeah, yeah. And we went out there for a weekend of golf and started out with Donald Ross. And this thing was again, true to form. It was only at 6,800 yards, but there was, it went, you know, every tee seemed to go down. And then okay. up to an elevated green, and you're in you're in oh, Indiana. That makes, that's tough when that happens. Everything, all ju- I yeah. mean, just about every just about every 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 second shot <clears throat> was to an elevated green somehow, and it was. And then they were Donald Ross greens, so they were all tilting back to front and tiered, and you had to get it on the right tier. And this was, uh, I will say that you know Kernwood Country Club here in Salem, that was a wonderful course and everything. It doesn't hold a candle to what is going on out where I was at the oh. French Lick French Lick Resort, just because they have the resources to kind of maintain it at tournament level at all times. So mm-hmm. um, it, was, it was, yeah, yeah, it was a blast. I, I shot seventy eight, so I did get a little okay. bit. Listen, let's be honest. I did I mean, for that I level was, of for that level of course. From what you're saying, it sounds like that's a that's a very respectable. Yeah, and, sport. and there was there was well, there was no wind and there was no pressure. Again, it was sure. it was just a bunch of it was just a bunch of homie golf. You know, it was it was yeah. prop bets and you know I think we were playing a two man blind best ball. So it was it was that kind of fun. Oh. And then I, I repeated with the 78 on sun on Sunday at the the Pete, the Pete died. Now the Pete died though. This thing was open in 2009, and I, I got to oh. tell you. Um, I'll tweet out some pictures and, t- and tag you. Uh, this was the most beautiful golfing experience I've ever had in my life Ooh. live. And that includes Sawgrass in a different way where, I mean, Sawgrass, there's some Robert Trent Jones tra- uh, tracks I've played down in the South in Dothan, Alabama, um, Virginia. There's some gorgeous courses out there. This was just so unassuming because it's in the middle of nowhere in, on, on a hit on like a side of a mountain, basically on these hills, there's like 40, 40 mile views all around. The fairways were no more than 15, 20 yards wide. Oh, geez. Long, narrow, blind tee shots. Count me out for that. I'll be in the woods the whole time. Pete die, like Pete die fairways where it was just mounds where everything sloped down towards the trouble. So not only did you have to hit the right line, you had to hit it with the right, right to left or left to right. Otherwise it was going to kick and just keep going. And I will say this, I I hit 13 or 14 fairways though. Um, Hey. The boy's on, and the putting's coming around. I actually did. I, you I said you said that even in the wind in, in your, yeah. your first tournament of the year that you I'm said off the tee, you you were feeling real good. 
I feel real good. I'm hitting a lot of I'm hitting a lot of fairways. I'm hitting more greens now. Again, these Pete Dye greens were stupid. I mean, it was, again, well, sure, everything, yeah. was, it, everything was elevated. <laughs> I made two, I made two doubles. I shot seventy eight with two doubles because I was able to get a couple of birdies in there. Okay. Um, and both doubles were out of bunkers. I missed I missed greens long left and ended up with twenty to thirty foot elevation change from a bunker. And these bunkers were just flat and like not hard, but it was like but tough to get to, to get that straight elevation off of. You just couldn't do it. It, yeah. it was nuts. That's the thing. Um, but I, talking about that type of elevation change, you got to hit a flop shot straight up, basically, to even think yeah. about getting it on or out in general. Yeah, and I was able to do it, but you just can't get it as extreme. I mean, you you yeah. airmail the pin by twenty thirty feet, and also it was the kind of course, the kind of it, kind of place that requires you to take a four caddy with you you don't necessarily have to take a caddy and them carry the bags and everything sure but every every force and if you don't it was a five hour <laughs> round as is but if you don't have a four caddy because i've never played with a four caddy before never yeah. have i mean i just hadn't and this guy was phenomenal his name was brendan and he has he spent most of his life he's 30 years old now but he spent most of his career in the last 10 years Vegas, uh, outside of Chicago, he was out of Medina for a while. Okay. Um, shat, uh, shadows. Uh, I can't remember what it was. The one that's right outside of Vegas that the 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 Sherwood Forest. Sorry, Sherwood. Sherwood. Oh, okay. Country. Yeah, yeah. Sherwood that did like the Tiger David Duval showdown years and years ago, and then they did sure. one recently. Sherwood. He was out there, so he was our four caddy, and um, the guy was phenomenal. And his, his cool. and if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been able to hit. I would have had the confidence to hit the shots that I did. He, you know, he was yeah. saying like, "Yeah, man, just take your driver and go right on this line," and I'm hitting just fully blind. And but boom, Brendan said so. So I was doing it. It felt good. But the course, look it up. The die course, the Pete die course at French Lick. Um, it, it was almost like one of his final masterpieces too. 2009. Okay. And uh, yeah, part sounds of the, about right time time frame wise. Part of the package when you, when I fit, when you finish because it, it's one of those places you get a little goodie bag sure. with a with a pint of Pete Pete Dye golf course bourbon. Oh, nice! Um, a shot glass, a cigar, cigar cutter, all branded oh. for the Pete Dye course. It's one of those places like get your boys together, belly cigars up. On, cigars on a golf course, they just hit differently. They just, I mean. So I, put them, I, I, just put them down right on the grass while you hit your tee shot. Pick them back up. Throw them out. Like it's It's just amazing. And this was the kind of course that they had. I think six or six six sets of tees. Um, and, okay. and when you come up, it's just a granite tee granite tee marker that says like hole thirteen, par five. No yep. yardage is on there or anything because your four caddy's got your yardage or the or the card does. It was so sure. clean and simple. The the cart paths weren't even paved. It was all crushed rock and everything. Uh, but then the real kicker was the, the tips when they quote unquote tip it out when it's pushed all the way back it's eighty one hundred yards and wow. they play like they play like big <clears throat> ten championship out there and stuff but I asked the guy the four caddy Brendan um, what the course record is and he was like seventy one excuse me what or what is it yep seventy one record course record from the tips one under. Because Ooh. we start so so since we had kind of the time to do it we were having fun with it where as we would get to a hole, we would kind of go stand on the tips on just like yeah. the tee box, just to like look at it and then pull out our little GPS apps and be like, sure. Oh my God. Because <laughs> every, every single par four or five from the tips had at least a 270 yard carry just to get to the fairway. Oh my God. So if you're not carrying it 260 to 270, you, you it, might as well not even play the course. It, well, it, and if you're only carrying it that, then you've then a lot of, I mean, it was just nuts. It was a lot of fun. Um, five stars definitely recommend once again, 
and it's one of those, it's one of the, it's a bucket list course. And I would go back. It would be great if there was facilities around it, you yeah. can envision things like a Ryder cup or a president's cup or a major championship being out there. And I think it would be in its future. I mean, shit, the course is only 10 years old. Yeah. It's, uh, it takes some time to, to get into the, the cycle of and, the PGA. Again, it's just, and it's just, well, well, I mean, even, even so it's just in the middle of nowhere, you know, sure. it's just like, there's, there's nothing around. So if there's any billionaires out there, I think that's a good investment. Go throw up a hotel or something. But speaking of, <clears throat> speaking of life-changing courses, I would like to get my hands on Southern Hills. Yes, Southern Hills. It's and a- I would like to, I would like to tip it out. 7,500 yards, par 70, bent grass greens. It's going to be yeah. hot. It's going to be hot on set on Friday, on Thursday. Good it's going to be hot. It's going to be hot, and then storms coming in on Friday, and then that temperature is going to drop on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then it's going to be pretty on Sunday. So if you can make it to the weekend, I think you'll be able to score, uh, and I do think that it's going to be hot and nasty on Thursday. I think it's going to be a war of attrition Thursday and Friday. So you said, um, and- you said the weather's saying the storm's coming in on Friday, like – what type of storm are you saying? I mean, just your typical your isolated thunderstorms your tip, like your typically t- has. Yep, your stereotypical, um, <clears throat> stereotypical kind of like hit or miss. Because that's one way to find an edge when it comes to DFS is that when you if you take a look at the weather and you notice that say the you know Thursday morning is going to be okay. So so in that case, it would be more so the. You, you'd want the Thursday afternoon tea time guys more heavily because if Thursday is going to be night, I mean, sure, it's going to be hotter, but if at least it's going to be clear, but the music going to get dry, a dry round on Friday more likely, then you, you right. could find a, a slight edge there with taking the more of the guys that are teeing off on the second wave uh, on Thursday. Sure. I mean, you can see that argument where you, you're, you're clear and you don't have to mess around and with, you know, because – Early Thursday generally probably be good conditions, right? You know, it's still a little dewy, well, temperature, soft. Temperature wise, temperature wise, the course is going to be soft. Yep. Right, right. So I mean, you're going to have your scoring opportunities, but then you have to sit around and think: Am I playing? Am I playing in a thunderstorm Friday afternoon, or am I playing 36 on Saturday if I make the cut? And then, yep. So I agree. If you if you are splicing hairs and you get down to it, check the t- check those t sheets and see you know see which side of the draw you want to take. Um, but other than that, yeah, for, yeah. Other than that, Friday afternoon, uh, the AccuWeather forecast says. I just wanted to say AccuWeather forecast to see if I could get it out cleanly. Uh, it says that it's going to be well. eighty-seven. Thank you, I appreciate. It. But then Saturday, Saturday's going to be the highest sixty-four in gray. So this is going to be another yeah. one of those kind of weird, funky weather weeks. And then Sunday, high seventy-one, sunny. It's going to be gorgeous <coughs> for a beautiful finish. Um, I, I mean, I think it's going to be a pretty chalky week. I think what we're going to see is yeah. the cream. The cream is able to really put on their helmet, their helmets early, and just plow through until the weekend. And if you're that that caliber, once once the the course ripens up and Sunday's there, then truthfully, I mean this this sets up for a Brooks Kepka major, right? Hadn't done shit. Yeah. Hadn't done anything. We haven't heard anything, haven't seen anything. And then all of a sudden he goes, what? It's a major. Oh, all yeah. right. Hold on, babe. I got to go. Like, you know, and then he, and then he goes and shoots 64. He says it exactly second. like that. <laughs> we can spot our own. So I, um, I think it's, I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun, fun, fun until your daddy takes the T-Bird away a week and three stats that I have to watch uh, because of the length of this course and the, 
the girth. I'm going to say girth because it's another word I wanted to say on air. Girth of some of these. He did it. Um, the girth of some of these par fives. It's going to be a par four scoring week. So it, I got yes. par four scoring is one of my one of my big three. Two of the me par too, fives are over 600. The two of the two par fives are over 600 yards. So it's not really, you know, a lot of eagles going to be flying around. And yeah. three of the par threes are over 200 yards. So Exactly. So you got part, you, or at least par four approaches, least, right? Yeah. Got it, well, that's, that's what, I, that's what I meant by that is the clubs you're using. And the oh, style for sure. For sure. Exactly. So that's, so this, so essentially that's all we're looking at today. Yes. And to, I don't want to tip my hand on who that, who that screams. So that's one strokes gained uh, approach just because mm-hmm. in that same vein where I think that's going to kind of all that matters. Yeah, that's about I, every hole is going to require it. And then at the end of the day, uh, it, it's a major. So strokes gained putting. Yes. Um, I know you like to go the little nitty gritty on the bent and everything. I genuinely don't think that that makes a difference unless you are one of the dozen players from California and you're playing POA. Um, mm-hmm. But even then, I think these guys are so freaking good that it doesn't matter. They've got like POA greens in their backyard and bent in their front. So that's it. Par four scoring, uh, strokes gained putting, strokes gained approach. Those are my big three, and I was able to go into Fantasy National. Shouts to the boys and girls at Fantasy National Golf Club for once again give, making us wicked smat in our in our picks. Uh, and I noticed that their handy dandy mixed conditions model. You already had those in there, so once again we're hydrating this. But we're in there. I, what, I had some additional what else you ones. Got? I had some additional ones with strokes gained around the green and uh, and birdies are better gained as well because this is going to have to be a week with the way the scores are going to be, or at least historically here. Um, I believe the average winning score is around uh, eight under and the average cut line is around like five over something like that. So, uh, so those birdies are going to be a little bit uh, fewer and far between. And uh, the way the scoring works with DraftKings is that look, birdies are worth like three points and a bogey is only worth, uh, worth like minus a half point. So even if there's a guy who's going to put up a bunch of bogeys, if he's also going to put up a bunch of birdies, that, that's what we want right there. It's going to balance it out. You're still going to come out, uh, slightly on top there. So, um, and I do want to point out just because it, it's, you do notice a pattern. You said that you don't necessarily uh, care too much about the, the bent grass unless it's something more specific like POA in California, but there is a lot of uh, statistical kind of evidence here that, so let's say Patrick Cantley for one, I'm going to do this to you right are you, now. Are you, are, you call, are you calling me a grass denier? I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this right now. So Patrick Cantley. I need, I need to remind the audience that this whole thing started because nerdy McDFS over there was like, hey, I want to get into golf. And I'm like, hey, I know about golf. He's like, I was into golf before. Fit. Hold on. I was into golf joking. before. I'm just joking. not to your I'm level. Uh, no, um, please do. Actually, you are the one who got me to look more about this and less about just what I see on yeah. the interwebs. Yeah, so no, so Patrick Cantlay, for instance, on just all put- strokes gained putting across all grasses, ranked 26th in the field. Uh, specifically on bent grasses, though, he's ranked third in the field. And that's across the same timeline as over 24 rounds. We see it again with Rory McIlroy, 38 across all in the field, but eighth on, on bent grass uh, in the field. And then you can see it opposite as well. So Hideki Matsuyama, 44th a- across all grasses in the field, but he ranks 138th on bent grasses in the field. So like some, there can be some, I, hate, that way for every- I absolutely hate though, when your data lines up with what's going on in my brain. Cause as you went through <laughs> each one of those, as you each, as you went through each one of those, their putting strokes or their strokes, their style in my brain. Yeah. We were like Patrick Cantley. Patrick Cantley's got that very long, smooth, like sure. stroke that, and everybody talks about how long he takes it back and that he almost decels coming through. 
but it's like he takes it back so far that then he can kind of let it sit for a second, get his line, and come through. But there's very zero hesitation. Control, very controlled. Very controlled. Yeah, Rory has such that clean, classic stroke as well. Mm-hmm. And then and then Hideki almost has a pause, just like he does in his full swing. He's almost got mm-hmm. like too much of a pause where it almost has – it's almost herky-jerky where – Putting has to be feel much more feel than anything else. Sure. So I hate that 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 matches up with <laughs> kind of the whole thing where the smoother the surface, because stereotypically Bermuda or sorry, bet they get these things just it's almost like glass. Um, the smoother the surface, the smoother that stroke from Cantlay. So I don't like when your data backs up your points, but you've also um, You've also made me a very strong believer. One of my favorite movies is Moneyball. And of course, uh, I would never let it interfere with my artistic endeavors of golf. So so just on a broad spectrum, just on the putting here to finish that up. So as far as strokes getting putting across all grasses in the field, uh, out of the top 10 in that, when it comes to then comparing that to who's in the top 10 for strokes getting putting on bent grass in the field, uh, only three of those guys that are in the top 10 across all grasses are also in the top 10 against Pet on Bent, and that would be Troy Merritt, that would be Bo Hostler, and Seamus Power, uh, who are fourth, second, and sixth comparatively. Other than that, though, um, Cameron Smith comes in at 19th on Bent, and Matt Kuchar comes in at 24th. Terrell Hatton actually comes in at 29th, too, but the, the other guys are, we're talking about Jumping from uh, Billy Horsher, who's sixth across all, goes to 73rd on bent. Uh, Straka, uh, seventh across all, goes to 69 on bent. And then Kevin Kisner, who is ninth on all, goes to 101st on bent. So there's there's more evidence of massive differences than there are for look there's obviously a handful of guys that more than a handful of guys there's a group of guys who are you know 54 and one 57 the other where it doesn't really matter where like you said it's putting is putting they don't care about grass but for some of these guys like you said for given the style of their stroke the the grass does matter in my opinion i I agree and i will say that i'm still going to hold strong that for majors the differentiator comes down to the head game versus this broadly speaking Mm -hmm. Over time, those stats are overwhelmingly reliable. So, I mean, sure. like you said, it, like you said, if you're if you're going to consistently <clears throat> look every every time strokes gain putting comes into play, you got to then go to that next level of all right, what surface are we on? Because if you're gonna if you're gonna have it be one of your one of your differentiators, then there's more to that onion. Keep peeling it away. <clears throat> and so, I would I, I, I subscribe to your theories and your witch doctor magic. Um, <laughs> I just go back to, I, I'm going to go back to, I'm going to lean really hard on major, major, major. Sure. Um, Deservedly is, is, so too. Deservedly Right, so. right, right, right. Which is why, the, why it is unique. So um, let's, uh, it, 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 with further ado, I mean. Without further ado. With, without. Further ado, whatever, with, whatever the. <laughs> no, I was just trying to think if there's any more final points before we get in. I'm looking at oh, this I think that I think that ends my little my little sidebar on uh, well then let's let's on, get on it. putting there. <laughs> let's get into it and we'll we'll go down the line and let's look at our different ranges. Let's see who's, yeah. who who we keep and who we chuck and um, all right. that good and, stuff. And, real fa- and just real fast before we jump into that because we are at the half hour mark, we don't have an official uh, commercial, but it's a great time to mention our two affiliates. I should go real, real. Should I go get my kid's xylophone and do like the little grease? <laughs> no, 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 no. We right. won't do. We won't do the old school. But yes, uh, Piper Golf. Uh, like like uh, Bud here referenced, he's going to be playing the goals this week, and I am also going out this Friday and 
as Bud shows off this new hat. I have one as well in the forest green. I just left it in my car. Uh, the pipe at golf hat, fantastic hat. <clears throat> um, so yeah, Bud's going to be using the gold, the, the Piper gold balls this weekend. I'm going out on Friday as well. I'm going to be ta- uh, using the, the Piper blues and I will be taking some video. I will let you know how that goes. But if you want to try it yourself, go to their website, piper.golf. Uh, t- they have a quiz where you can figure out which ball fits you most. Uh, they are tend to be uh, kind of decided upon your handicaps. If you know that, that definitely helps uh, quicken the process. But go and take their quiz. It's going to help you out. Their balls are beautiful. I'm really looking forward to trying them out this weekend. And when you do, use the discount code DIVPIV. That's D-I-V-P-I-V uh, for a 10% discount on any products they have. They have golf balls. They have some hats. They have some shirts. Uh, there's going to be more apparel coming out. Uh, in the near future. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but if speaking of apparel, if you want some fun t-shirt apparel as well in the clutch apparel as well, another one of our brand new affiliates uh, right now, they are got fully licensed MLB and MLS t-shirts. And I'm not just talking plain old Jane t-shirts. I'm talking about funny, witty, uh, creative t-shirts featuring some of the, the both leagues top players. Uh, so go out there, find your favorite player, see what they got cooking. They are the and when, and ladies, Go ahead, bud. Jump in there. They are the reason I'm going to become a New England Revolution fan. Um, there we go. Like I, I thought, I thought soccer was only for um, for Brits and and blokes. Uh, but my but my best friend, my best friend's down in Atlanta, and he's a big Atlanta Atlanta FC. He was a soccer yes. guy in high school. He's like, bro, it's so much fun. And when I when I discovered that they played soccer in New England, not just lacrosse, um, I got really excited. So no, I'm, I'm I'm pumped. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a good time, and they're going to have more sports coming with licenses as well, uh, possibly including the PGA if, if uh, me and Bud here can come up with some ideas to, to pitch them, which we are working on. Uh, so if you have any ideas too, come and pitch them to us. We'll get them over to the guys. We'll give you all the credit you need. Uh, but if you're on their site and you're looking to buy some some apparel, same thing. Use the discount code DIVPIV. Once again, that's D-I-V-P-I-V for 10% off over on InTheClutch.com. So make sure to check out our two affiliates. They're great. They're super excited to be working with us, and we're, we're excited to have them along for the ride as we grow here on Divots and Pivots. But as you said, without further ado, let's get into the prices here. we got about a half hour left on the show. Uh, and look, like you like you alluded to, this is going to be a chalky week for sure. There's, there's no mistake that with the mixed condition model that I put together here that seven of the top ten are 9K or, or above, uh, and including I think it's – uh, three of those are 10K and above, including Scheffler at 11400 which which um, is definitely pricey. But it just points to the fact that we're really going to have to search for those for those value plays in the, the high sixes, low sevens, to be able to afford maybe two of these guys to, to make it all work. So where are you seeing uh, – are you seeing anyone in the, the 10K and above range that you're just going to pay for no matter what? You're jumping all over? I almost – I mean, that's what's – that's what stinks about all this is I, <laughs> I like everybody in the 10 K and above. Right? I mean, it, actually that's not true. One thing that jumped out at me was Colin Morikawa. Yeah. And, um, and just cause of, just cause of recent form and I'm not saying it's been bad, but expectations to be in that 10 K range, unless they know something we don't. Um, I mean, God, the, actually, you know what it is? Par four scoring, right? Yeah, nobody yeah. hits better. Nobody hits better irons than Colin Morikawa. That's actually what he's known for out there is being able to, hit something from 200 yards out with a six iron. So yeah, I like all of them. And they're, they're the only differentiator for me right now is how do you bet? How, how do you, how do you not, how do you not go with Scotty Scheffler right now? 
how do you not put how do you not put the put the numbers behind him? He is going to be chalky, right? Well, you have to eat chalk this week because it is a major, which means everybody is going to be up mm-hmm. there. But at the same time, because it is a major, as you pointed out, there's going to be value players down in the six seven k range. Yes. Um, also, because this is a major that that includes forty some odd kind of honorary players, if you want to call mm-hmm. them that, where we got PGA you know, <coughs> PGA PGA. For, PGA professionals, uh, PGA <laughs> teaching pros, uh, past champions, you know, that sure. kind of stuff. So really we're talking about 120, 125 uh, folks who have, <coughs> who, have a chance, who have a chance to do this. I think it's okay to pay up this week for some chalk. And yeah, mm-hmm. um, my, my kind of, you know, you, you know, my, my favorite game, <laughs> Scotty's there, JT is there. And John Rahm's there. It's kind of one, two, three, right off the top. You know, blank Chuck or Mary for me. So yep. I do, I do like that range right there. And um, go ahead and once you tackle that, I will tell you right now, yeah. I'm, I it, it, out of Scotty, John, and Justin, I'm marrying Justin just because of the par four scoring. I'm gonna Chuck John Rahm. and I'll date Scotty. Like, you know what I mean? Scotty's going to show up in a couple of my lineups. JT's going to show up in all my lineups. Mm -hmm. Um, And John Rahm, if I had to, I'd leave him off. But the only one I would fade fully in the 10K and above would be Colin Morikawa. Yeah, no, I, I, for the most part, pretty much really agree with you there. Um, Yeah, Scheffler and Thomas are definitely close to me. The the big differentiator there, I get 100% why you would say you'd marry Thomas because that, you know, it's a a $700 price difference. Uh, for what is shaping up right now to be an only 1% uh, higher projected ownership for Justin Thomas. Uh, so Scotty Sheffield coming in right now around 14.5, Justin Thomas 15.5 uh, projected ownership on fantasynational.com. So I 100% get that. Uh, I do f- just believe so much in Scotty Scheffler this week that I feel like I'm going to find, in a couple lineups for sure, I'm going to find a way to pay up for that 11400 price tag. Um, but... Justin Thomas could just easily be there too and turn out to hit a much better value given that price uh, and given that they are pretty similar in ownership. Um, th- those two would definitely be in that range, the ones that I would ha- most highly consider paying up for. Now, there is some juicy, if you're, depending on how you want to construct your lineup, though, there is some juicy 9K players to where you could just fully fade that 10K range and, yeah. and, and do you know two 9Ks. Uh, off the bat and still have to play some of those same value guys lower, but you get two for the price of one with a chance to, um, to that there's an equal chance to, to win. I should say when I say two for price, because you guys, guys like uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, who was one of the most chalky guys this week. Uh, it's another close to Texas course. And with the way he's playing right now, a hundred percent get that. But at the same time, you can't ignore the way he's playing right now. Uh, no, it, no. And he's also got the whole career, career grand slam thing lingering yep. out there. But but for me, if I'm gonna play that, you know, try to do start my lineup with two nine K guys and, and ignore the ten and above, I'm going to Cantley and Shaw and Shoffley here at ninety one hundred and ninety three hundred respectfully. Uh look, they're gonna be chalkier, you know, Cantley is fifteen percent, Xander at thirteen percent, but like we said, we're gonna have to eat some chalk. And what's good about that is that some of the guys that I'm looking at, once we get down to that lower seven K range, high six K range are going to be under 5% ownership. So in that situation, thinking ahead, I can eat those those two chalks. As long as they come through and finish top 10 for me, uh, you know, that it all makes sense and works out, in my opinion. But when it comes to the 9K range, what are you feeling about uh, the guys down there? 
Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm not gonna make you play my game this week because we, we <laughs> talked. We talked too much up front, so you, so you don't did. have to have the game. But um, I, I'm not gonna fight you on anything in the nine k range, top to bottom. I think it's it, like you said. It's almost it um it, it, it almost makes you forget completely about the 10k range, but not 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 quite. Um, the major will do, a, the way they price out these majors, it's hard because there's so many big names that you're gonna find big names under right. 10k. It's right. just how and, it works. And the reason I'm hesitating is because every time I go to put my finger on somebody, it's like, oh, but wait a minute. So real quick, top to bottom, <laughs> Cam Smith, just because he's putting, mm. I, I you know, I want to prove your point about like the 9k range being juicy, and I just wanted, to, I like that you said juicy. Um, <laughs> it's got some meat to it, top yeah. to bottom, you know. Cam Smith is, is the putter. Jordan Spieth, the yeah. hot hand right now. DJ, you can never count out because if he's on, it's just, you know, it's stupid. Xander just shot 61. Hideki, <laughs> Hideki is also another one that you can't necessarily. DJ, DJ only projected 8% ownership right now. It could be a massive uh, edge. Uh-huh. If he comes through, that could be a huge edge. Patrick can't lay with the putting, and then Brooks Kepka is a major time player, and it just kind of has that feel. The one to me, though, that is just standing out, kind of not standing out, but like lurking is Victor Hovland. And I think it's um, mostly the reason I say that is because he's an Oklahoma State guy. Southern Hills is not not going to be new to him. They, you know, um, not just that style of golf. I think it's he's 13 to 14 cuts, something like that. It's, you know, he's got a couple of wins already this year. And I think the, I think recency bias uh, has us has us looking at Jordan Spieth, you know, because he's right in front of us, Sander, because he just did that. But I'm going to plant my flag with Victor. Uh, but what you just said, what you just pointed out, if I had to do kind of like my, if, if we're going with a Top Gun scenario, have you seen the new one? I haven't yet. No, I've heard it's amazing. I, I, I want to go see it at IMAX, but that's maybe we'll go see it and do a review together. Um, <laughs> is Dustin Johnson. Dustin Johnson at low yeah. ownership at a major, give it to me all day. Well, and he's coming uh, in projected 2% owner than your Victor Hovland as well. So considering Victor Hovland around that 10 11% ownership, considering what we've seen from him recently, he's been a bit quieter. We haven't seen him a lot play in general leading up to this. I, I love the the local kind of feel for him down there, the, that comfort factor. Uh, but I'd rather take I, – I think Dustin Johnson, if he's on, is going to have higher upside than Hovland. And that lower percent ownership percentage, I just – I agree with you. I feel more comfortable going there instead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I don't think you can go wrong there. Um, I re, you know, I really think until you get down to the – sorry, I just saw a Tiger in the 8K range. I, I had to jump <laughs> out of me. Uh, I – can we go there? Can we just start talking about it right now? Yeah. Okay, please. Jump into it. Get, hit us with it. I'm going to tell you right now, um, Will, Willie Zalatoris is absolutely somebody who I'm riding with. Uh, I, I don't know if you noticed this. I'm just kind of taking two people from each one and saying, these are the two guys that I'm basing lineups around. Um, and, and, and then I'm actually going to track it. I'm taking one more step, and I'm going to enter a contest this week, officially. Officially. <laughs> we'll put some skin out there. I'm, a, I'm, I'm, go, I'm doing a bunch of Millie Maker lineups, so I'm going to be dropping some money this week. Ah, well, <coughs> thing, man. Um, my, sorry, my Will, Will, Will Zalatoris is uh, is one of them. And then I want to just see where was this other one I was about to put. Yeah, that's what I thought. And Joaquin Neiman is my uh, other guy. I want to play him. He is he is very popular this week. Uh, you know, for, been... for his price range, 13% projected ownership is – 
is high for him, but I I, I want to play him. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, going through the rest of that, well, here's the thing too: is I may or may not. There might be some lineups where I have no 8K guys. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like like we're saying, if we want, well, you to might have to. Lineup, yeah, you either might have to, or you might get greedy and take a flyer on a couple of those 10K guys and really just go down to the 6K mm-hmm. range and do some dumpster diving. But if you go through the rest of this, this 8k range, I like Sam Burns, Sam Burns, especially with the last couple of years he's had people say he's one of those. He's on, he's on major watch. Let's put it that way. Uh, him and Taylor Gooch and Will yep. Zalatoris and, and this next, this, I'm not going to put my boys Lipsky and Rye up there. They got to win some other, stu- <laughs> they other get, stuff. Yeah, they right? got some work to do still. And they got to do my taxes first too. That does sound like an accounting firm. But Bryson, <laughs> Bryson coming off of surgery in the 8K, I think, is a, is a mistake. I don't care if he is a major winner. He just came off surgery. Um, Terrell Hatton, I like him because of what you said earlier, too. I there's like some Hatton, putting, too. There's some putting, yep. and if he gets hot, he, he's also a hot head, but he can leave it on the green. He's a Ted Lasso. He can move on. Louis Oosthuizen, never count him out. Mr. Runner-up himself. He's, uh, he's Corey, another one who shows up in majors. It's just what he does. Corey Connors, we, we're talking about a par four where it's all about ball striking and approach. Corey yep. Connors, a ball, ball striker. So there, I, I just, I want Tiger to win. I think it's because the kid, <laughs> the kid, the way that my dad wanted Jack Nicholas to win in 86, sure, yeah. you, know, you want to see it. Um, Cause there are some cool stories there. You look at his history. Oh, it's, uh, it's not even just that he won in 2007. You go back to, to, to well before that where Southern Hills used to hand him his ass I mean, it wasn't until he shot a 63 in the second or third round of 2007 when he just kind of pivoted. Yeah. Uh, up until that point, I read a stat. He did something like 16 rounds over par or something like It owned him, and then something clicked. And who knows? Maybe that's all it took. Um, and now there was he's a fun- back. Yeah, now he's back. So I- I'm not going to play him in any lineups. I hope he wins for nostalgia. Uh, but who do you like in the 8K, if anybody? I Like I said, Joaquin Neiman and Willie yep. Z. Yeah, so I actually don't love Willie Z this week. I'm just uh, he's got too many uh, the way I consider red stats in my opinion uh, for this week. But Neiman, I, I definitely like Neiman. Uh, he's ranked 12 in the model, so uh, so I like that. Um, and then as far as other guys that I like uh, down here, Hatton. So you you pretty much nailed my guys: Hatton, Neiman, Ustazen uh, as well. So I'm gonna quickly try to find another quick little possible star for you. I don't mind Shane Lowry coming in at 8,700. I love uh, rank- him doing anything. Yeah. Like just so rank- ranking out 21st in the model. Um, he, he's, he's got the game so that his weakest parts of the game, according to the stats here is uh, his strokes gain approach on correlating courses. He's ranked 76 and strokes gain around the green is 104, but everything else he's pretty much top 30 or um, he's got one, uh, off the tee, he's ranked 57th. But so he's he's pretty solid across the field at 8,700. I want to look at his ownership really fast. Oh wow, he's chalky, 15% ownership. Who are you talking about? Sorry, I was Shane Lowry. Shane Lowry. So everyone else is seeing what I'm seeing there, Shane Lowry as well, because he's coming at 15% projected ownership, which is higher than I expected when I when I just went to look. Uh, but he's had himself a good year this year. He's we haven't seen him in a little bit, but with that T3 at the uh, RBC Heritage and then the T3 at the Masters, uh, people aren't forgetting that. Uh, so Shane Lowry's going to come in chalky down there. Uh, well, so, he's ele- yeah, he's 11th in par fours, what is he, 15th in putting and 8th yep. in approach. So he is the stereotypical player for this for this setup, yep. as we said it. 
Um, but, for I, the, I, but for the same projected ownership, I'd rather play Neiman for $200 less, so I, who I also think has potentially higher upside. Yeah, I'll t- oh, I'm, I'm full out. Willie Z is a fanboy pick for me. I want Happy's caddy sure. to finally break through. Um, and then my actual calculated <laughs> play was Neiman because I just like Joaquin Neiman too. Yeah, it's, uh, it, lined, it lined up. Uh, down in the 7K range, you you ready for this? I'm going to blow your freaking mind. All right, hit me with it. Well, there's there's the top sheet, guys, and, and then you're going to tell me about how chalky they are and you're going to tell me about <laughs> the value plays. That's fine. It's fine. Let's we'll see. Yeah, you left this a but, surprise. You didn't really star anybody in the 7K range, so I, I have no clue which direction you're going, so hit me with it. Well, I mean, he – Cam Young, it's time. That's that. That's my guy in the seven K range. You've been it's all C- over him recently. I love it's it. It's C Young. I want you know. First of all, he's. Uh, I like that he's sponsored by Major League Baseball. For me, that's just fun. <laughs> it's kind of like I went to high yep. school with a kid who ended up being a NASCAR driver, and he was sponsored by the University of Auburn because that's where he went to college. I'm like, <laughs> Auburn University sponsored a NASCAR. Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that is strange. <laughs> that's pretty on brand, though. No, Cam Young. Um, you know, you go through second and par fours, second and um. Uh, off the you know, strokes gain off the tee, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be one of those weeks. If he can dial it in and lock it in and just hit good iron shots all week, he might look up and find himself in contention. And yeah. he is another one of those. I said earlier, Taylor Gooch, Sam Burns, you know, Cameron Young is part of this next young wave. And I think this, this could be the week that, that he does it. And then the other guy, the seven K range, I'm trying to do a little uh, reverse Jedi jujitsu. We'll, we'll call it the Brendan Todd Uh-oh. effect is Keegan Bradley. <laughs> Oh, why not? Why not, Keegan? I mean, Playing first of all, field. first of all, yeah. uh, he let's see. He is the only. He's the last person to kind of win. Wasn't he the last person? Yeah, he, he won in his first PGA PGA uh, champion championship start when he won in 2011. Right, yep. most improbable kind of of, of situations. We're back. He's had those those second place finishes. I'm telling you that heartbreak at the players. And then when I was talking garbage about him the other week, and it got got to him, and he showed up and he played. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just letting him know, Keegan. I'm here to support you. I saw some video footage of my own swing this week, and I feel terrible. <laughs> I feel terrible that I talk shit about anybody else. Um, no, he um, he he checks all the boxes. I mean, he's green along. He's green along everything. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of all that it takes for me. And he's not going to be super duper chalky because, well, people are going to be looking around him. But um, what's he, he at? Coming in at 11%, between 11 and 12%. I can I'll ride that. I'll take that for a major. I'll take that. I'll take that for 7,000 for a major. I mean, uh, yeah. it's actually, you know, it, well, it's Keegan Bradley. So there's a ton of other players out there that will probably finish way ahead of him. Uh, but I'm also kind of riding the, the karma line where, Mm-hmm. He's kind of due. He's back. He's nipping. Maybe this is maybe this is where he gets that second one. Is this his Peyton Manning's with the Broncos Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Hey, you never know. And look, like we keep saying this year, when Keegan Bradley pops in the top ten of the mixed conditions model, you better play him because he's gonna yes! finish top ten in the tournament. That's this is this is and he, I mean, and, and he fin- he's ranking sixth in this mixed condition model this week. So uh that I guess the numbers say it tell it all when it comes to Keegan. I didn't even know that. I was looking at 7,500, and I saw that yep. he was just sitting around uh, Cameron Young, and that's when I was like, that's kismet. He's got a lot of green. green. All you saw was well, the green across the board. 
Oh shit. I didn't even say it. Cause that's when I was circling back to my point earlier, where in a week, like a PGA major, where you've got so many, so many spots taken up by celebrity players or exemptions yeah. or honorary kind of competitors. And then the top is heavy because it's a freaking major. You do yeah. get good quality players pushed down to where um, anybody can come out of any, I'm not going to say anywhere. John Daly's not winning it this week. Did you hear what happened to him where he got DQ'd the other week? I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I know he's, I've been seeing a lot of videos of him on the course, but I did not see him get DQ'd. What happened? He, he got pissed. He just got pissed off. <coughs> got to sign his, forgot to kind of sign a scorecard, I think. Oh, okay. Uh, at a major, yeah, because they were saying it's like the first time it's ever happened. I think he just walked off the course after like quad, doing like a three putt or a quad on the 18th or something, something stupid like that. Yeah, he, yeah. But then he forgot to sign his scorecard. Um, and the only reason I bring him up is because when you do start getting down there into that 6K range, outside of guys like guys up near the top, like Ryan Palmer um, or even like a Martin Keimer this week where he's been there before and if he catches lightning in a bottle, he can roll it. Uh, outside of that, I know you like your Matt Kuchar. I just oh, I don't necessarily like him this week, but what I do, the two guys that I do, I am playing. So I just made a lineup on DraftKings where I am able to get uh, both Scotty Scheffler and Dustin Johnson as my two heavy hitters, which I love uh, getting those two paired in together here and still being able to afford a Terrell Hatton as well. Um, but to allow that to happen, the two guys I found myself going to in that seven K range uh, that I'm quite. Uh, I, I won't. I don't want to say I'm overly ex, like super excited about, but I feel comfortable with is uh, Eric Van Royen at, at ranking 25th in my model, and then Jason Kokrak ranking 22nd in my model. And what I'm seeing there is that uh, Van Royen, uh, his strokes gain approach, uh, he's just ranking top 20 uh, in both across the field for the season and in correlating courses. Um, he's also coming in good as a putter, ranking 21st in the field, uh, 16th in par fours on correlating courses. So he's just hitting – he's also 10th in birdies or better on correlating courses. So Eric Van Royen, this seems like the type of course uh, that is going to work out nicely for him and at 7,100 um, and under 10% ownership. Uh, I like taking that if it means I can get uh, Scheffler and DJ up at the top. And like I said, uh, Jason Kokrak, who is – who's shown out well for me when I've played him so far this year. He's, he's been that kind of, uh, what's it called? Um, Oh, stalwart. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's just been the guy that I have in my back pocket whenever I need a a cheap play. And at 7,300, I'm hoping he does it for me again, because same thing uh, when it comes to putting and off the tee uh, and approach, he's pretty solid and, um, and he's pretty middle of the field across all of my key stats. So I, I like the Coke rack and Van Royen play. Um, and then obviously in order to f- for those two higher price guys, I got to also fit in a guy in the 6k range. Um, and I was on board. Now I, I don't want to steal your thunder. I'll just say the name because I saw you start him and I like him because he does pop off at 18th in the mixed condition model. And I do love me some Keith Mitchell because he always seems to be a guy that in the past, now I haven't played him yet this year, but in like the past couple of years, uh, when I need, when I see that he's in the 6K range, I tend to just start right there if I know I want to be buying some guys higher, higher price. Uh, so he's always been that guy for me. So, but what was it specifically that you saw when looking at everything that that's given you the Keith Mitchell vibes this week at 6600? Par fours in the Honda Classic. So I, mm-hmm. I'm not. He he's won the Honda a couple times. The Bear Trap down there is is another one of those ball strikers approach, long iron, mid to long iron type of type of plays. And Keith's not exactly short off the tee. 
and yeah. you don't i mean it's this is not pete die 8100 yards from the tips like it was at french lake <coughs> we did not we did not play those tees not even <laughs> um but you know the but but you have to just get off the tee cleanly and then be able to hit some creative moving the ball around and keith mitchell can 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 make some good solid approaches um and i just kind of that that's the vibe i got when i saw him also i was just kind of going down through but i didn't really put him in any lineups so you said what you just said which is I do like him to the point where I would almost reverse it and start with a, with like him and a Sebastian Munoz down there who's coming off of just really good form and it's probably going to be lower owned. And that that frees you up to go up top and say, you know what, Scotty, DJ, come on down. JT, Victor, come on down. You know, like, or take two guys in the 9K range. You know, it, it does free it up. So I might play a couple of lineups like that where you reverse it, start at the bottom and just say, who am I – you know, oh, maybe do, I, do I do I have 26k or do I have 27k that I'm just I know they're gonna make that cut sorry go ahead where oh, I was I was sliding a little joke there when you said we're starting at the bottom I said now I'm here oh that's <laughs> but where's that should, they still haven't starred that um there's moon yes okay I was having a hard did, time finding him did Mickelson withdraw I mean did he that he withdrew did they already star that Sung JM is out yeah I saw Sung JM uh, withdrew today Hey, what do you know? Paul Casey out again after Burton. Uh, that's another one like Jason right Day's ranked ranked right up there. But I, but I want to say like Jason Day's got to finish the tournament first. So down in that six K range, I do think that Keith Mitchell uh, and Munoz could give you some could give you some wiggle room. By the yeah. way, full, fully endorse your Van Royen play. Van Royen is a birdie machine, and yes. not even and not even just eagles and Parth. I mean, like the, the the guy when he gets rolling. I think he either has or has tied or he's flirted with the record for consecutive birdies uh, in a round. And he also just can get hot and throw some points up there in a hurry. So um, it's all about the DK points. Yes. Uh, all about the DK points. Uh, yeah, no, I agree there. I like, I do so, like that. Uh, uh, the value we're getting down there. I, I like that to the point where you, you might even toss him in there. Like you go him. No, I'm saying, like you said, you go him and Mitchell and yep. then you can play around and have fun. Yeah, I'm making some slight quick adjustment here to to the lineup. I, the well, first while I you are making those slight quick adjustments, I do yes. just want to say that um, not only am I am I repping my new Piper hat, but like you said earlier, I'm going to be trying out the new pop Piper balls. I did not take them with me out to French Lick. Um, I don't I don't know. I was about to make a French Lick balls <laughs> joke there, but we'll leave that for another day. We'll no, that. I um, I decided I decided I want I wanted to break them in properly on my home track with my buddies this weekend in a grudge match. Nice. Two man best ball really put him under heat in the pressure of competition. Uh, the true crucible on performance. So check out the Piper Gold review next week, uh, and our post game on the PGA on the PGA Championship. We'll see how accurate our little studs and duds play here is. Um, somebody's going to be like, "Hey, you know, I just took three nine Ks and a couple of sevens, and we were good to go." Shut up! I know you did. You did. <laughs> um, yeah, and no, I'll be trying out the the Piper Blues on uh, on Green Meadows Jungle Course up here uh, in the in Hudson, uh, New Hampshire. Where are you playing? Uh, the Green Meadow, the Jungle Course. Okay, they got, they got two courses, Prairie and Jungle. It's uh, it's I don't know when the last time is it's going to be for me playing there because it's, one, it's right around the corner from where I am right now, um, and two, it's uh, Amazon was supposed to be buying it out. They just ended up backing out, but they're they're trying to sell the course. Because uh, they just don't want to, the family's just kind of done maintaining it, and it's it's a lot. They, it's a beautiful course too. Like I said, it's got two eighteen hole courses, um, so it's a fantastic place to go. But 
Uh, I don't know when the last time it's when when my, when it's my last time playing there because at some point it's going to be sold and just close out of nowhere. So getting out there while I can this Friday and giving the Pipers a shout and like I said, I'll be taking some video and uh, letting you guys know how it goes. Speaking real quick, speak yeah, I'm playing uh, the Meadow at Peabody, which is a phenomenal little muni course here <laughs> on the front on the on the North Shore. But speaking of of uh, beer and golf. Tewksbury Country Club just got bought yes. by Treehouse Brewery Company. Yeah, yes, they so did. I more, saw that. More to come on that once they open That's up. That's a great we, course. That's a great course too. That's a real so pretty course. We're uh, we're gonna have to go investigate and do a uh, uh, divots and pivots uh, deep dive into the the new Tewksbury lake out uh, lake out layout once the. Uh, <laughs> Once Treehouse gets its its Look, for, for the local courses around here, that's got one of the best finishing holes because uh, it's got the par three over the water that ends right, uh, literally the green is right below the back deck of the, of yep. the clubhouse. Yep. And it's a massive stone patio out oh, there. Beautiful. And, and it's just beautiful. It's got, you know, like pig hydrant. It's got like flowers there. It's just gorgeous. It's a great finishing hole. Uh, but without, you know, before we, we get hey, real quick by the way earlier yes, there reason. was there was further ado be we needed further ado because we had to shout out uh in the clutch and piper yeah. golf so that's why we had further ado that's why we no, had further ado no more no more ado i will see you next week back to you in the studio yes no more ado we're gonna be wrapping up here for you but hey good luck everyone on the pga championship second major of the year we're here for you we're here for it Hope you all are too, and I wish you all the best of luck in it. And once again, check out Piper Golf at piper.golf and in the clutch.com. Use on both sites div piv discount code D I V P I V for 10% off on both. And as always, thank you, Fantasy Golf National, Belly Up Media, a ton of stuff, fun stuff. Make sure to coming up, make sure to check the Belly Up uh, TV on Twitter, Belly Up Media on Twitter, Belly Up Sports, all the Belly Up Anything on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, you find it, YouTube. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff coming, so stay tuned. Everybody, thanks for joining us, and we will see you next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.